الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون صدق الله العظيم most respected students mothers and sisters as discussed last week that we are already in a very mubarak time the month of shaaban is with us we are very quickly moving towards the mubarak month of ramadan in the hadith sharif hazrat aisha siddiqa radhiyallahu ta'ala anha is reported to have said that she did not observe rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fasting as much in any month apart from the month of ramadan as much as he kept fast in the month of shaaban <coughs> the month of ramadan is obviously the full month of ramadan is farz it is compulsory for every muslim the rest of the year it's nafil besides the days when it is not permissible to fast the rest of the year it's nafil so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to fast regularly mondays and thursdays was his general habit then there were other days of the week as well the 13th 14th and 15th of the lunar month on these dates also he would fast there were many fasts that he would keep regularly nafil fasts But Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha says that the amount that Nabi Salaam fasted in the Mubarak month of Shaaban this was beyond all the other months Ramadan obviously is fard so that's not included in this discussion because that goes without saying So the lesson we learn from here is that there was a lot of importance given to the month of Shaaban before the month of Ramadan came the month of shaaban was given great amount of importance rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself kept fast tremendously in this mubarak month also though he advised that if a person may not then maintain the same kind of strength in ramadan due to having fasted excessively in the month of shaaban then for people like us the advice was not to fast too much in the second half of shaaban so that a person then reaches ramadan in a way that the strength is to its full and a person can fulfill the right of the month of ramadan but what does all this teach us teaches us as we have already discussed this kind of preparation for the month of ramadan all this was done in preparation for the month of ramadan now what preparation have we made already one is the preparation that most homes do engage in and that is the preparation for the various eats and foods that will be consumed in ramadan so if the intention of doing that in advance is that it will free up time in the mubarak month so that that time could be used in a constructive manner and in a way that will 
achieve more in terms of ibadat, then excellent, that intention is very noble, and by all means then that kind of preparation being done in advance would be a good thing, would be a very great thing in fact, for the purpose that it is intended, and the purpose is to free up the time in Ramadan. So often, and this is a standard practice in many homes, that to free up the time in Ramadan, these preparations are made in advance. But then, that time that got freed, that got saved to a point, the big question is that how much of that time really got used up constructively. Now, in the past years, we can very, very easily remember what our general tartib was, our general manner was, how we generally use the time, what we engaged in. The years go by so quickly that a person can remember last Ramadan like it was a month ago, a few, few weeks ago. So we know how we spend the time. How much of that time was spent constructively in ibadat, in tilawat of the Quran Sharif, in zikr, in dua, in tasbihat. Somebody needed to rest by all means. Hazrat Shaykhul Hadith, Maha Zakariya Sahib, Rahmatullahi there used to be numerous people that used to come to make a takaf at his place for the whole month of Ramadan. The entire month of Ramadan, there would be many, many people that would come to make a takaf. So, he would address them, and one of the things that he would emphasize on, he would say it in this manner, that look, whatever extent you want to eat, you may eat. Now people have come for atikaf, so they're going to eat also, they're going to make iftar, they're going to have sehri, they will have something maybe later in the night after tarawih, some kind of snack sometimes, whatever. So he used to say, how much you want to eat, eat. This is not meant to say that uh, overeat, meaning how much you need to eat, eat, no restriction in that. Because overeating, this too is very harmful. Overeating creates physical problems and it also creates spiritual lethargy. person gets lethargic spiritually. A person has overeaten, he will have no heart to and no enthusiasm to now make nafil salah until this thing has been digested and lightened and sometimes that because of overeating might take an extra long time. To now sit down and make tilawat in that state is very difficult. There is a spiritual lethargy that overcomes a person. So to eat to one's need, nobody has been restricted from that. So Hazrat used to say, eat how much you want. Meaning, to whatever need you have, eat. Because even if a person, Allah forbid, that's not the right thing to do, but if a person overeats also, that overeating also has a limit, a natural limit. A person will eat and eat more and eat even more, but how much? He's eaten and eaten, but how much? Eventually, if somebody offers him thereafter the best of food, the most delicious food, but he's going to say, I can't manage anymore now. Now it is totally out of the question. I've eaten so much, I don't even have space to put one drop more, one grain more. So there is a natural limit to it. You cannot then exceed that even if you want to. Likewise, you say, you want to sleep, sleep. Meaning, in moderation sleep, but then if somebody wants to really oversleep too, there's a point, there's a limit, there's a natural limit to that. A person, some people sleep, they sleep maybe 10 hours, somebody even 12 hours too, which is a very, very 
detrimental thing to sleep so much as well because it starts dulling the mind oversleeping just as overeating has its harms and its detriment to the body oversleeping also has its harm the average person requires between 6 to 8 hours between 6 to 8 hours is the requirement of an average person somebody 6 hours somebody 6 and a half somebody 7 7 up to 8 hours somebody is ill they might need more time obviously an ill person now might even sleep the bulk of the day but now sometimes it seems like some of us are ill all the time because we are sleeping 12 hours of the day and we can still sleep some more also but that dulls the mind oversleeping dulls the mind so in any case but after all that said and done there is still a natural limit to that time comes when a person then can't fall asleep tries to sleep also he can't fall asleep he slept so much so these things have a natural limit just for the sake of bringing it forward as an introduction Sheikh Hamdullah used to say eat what you want to eat sleep how much you want to sleep obviously you fulfill all your obligations your salah on time etc etc and then he used to say but don't do one thing now this was in the Atikaf in particular see one thing you don't do is avoid talking meaning absolutely necessary something you have to say you have to ask something you have to say something out of necessity you'll do it but the general idle talk and the chit chat and the, just the general conversations and all these kind of things this is what he said look this you stay away from now that what he explained for the atikaf was not because this is a requirement for the validity of the atikaf that if a person now spoke something one line extra his atikaf will break no this was in order to assist the person to achieve the objective of atikaf one is the amal getting done but then to achieve what the objective is now the objective of atikaf is to earn the closeness of Allah Ta'ala gain his forgiveness to gain that spiritual light in our hearts get the deep love of Allah Ta'ala now that which is the objective of atikaf is the objective of Ramadan itself yes atikaf makes it even more conducive and there are extra virtues for atikaf but otherwise the basic objectives are the same so the same now applies to us whether we are in atikaf or not the same general principle applies to us that now how much of our time is going to be spent constructively and how much of the time is going to be wild away in these kind of things conversations, talking and often now the new conversation is via all the social media and as a result of the social media the amount of time that is wasted and then people are glued to other media listening to this and listening to that all this wastes great amount of time and the essence of Ramadan is often lost in the process the essence of Ramadan is lost as a result a person though he made a lot of ibadat also did a lot of other good things but the care wasn't taken to give Ramadan its total and full importance as a result by the time the month of Ramadan went much of the benefit was already drained out also because whatever good we were doing then the ghibat was because when you sit down to start talking idle talk then the ghibat just creeps in and it creeps in very quickly 
and other wrong talk creeps in and then the wrong talk gets a person's mind and heart involved in wrong and then the mind and heart is involved in wrong then the good actions are difficult so we need to start planning this from now that on the one hand we are going to save time in order to by, by doing other things we are going to save time but now how are we going to program that time so we discussed about actually making out a timetable how we are going to spend our time in Ramadan but now one of the important things and the very important things to decide from now and to make this firm resolution that this Ramadan all the media are going to be shut off completely whether it is social media or whether it is any other media all the media we are going to shut off completely we are going to have nothing to do with any media when this would be a resolution that we will make and we will work towards it, make dua Allah Ta'ala assist us then inshallah this will become easy it will become a reality and what we are going to switch on in this place all akhirat media akhirat media, all the amal tilawat of the Quran Sharif zikr, tasbihat, dua reading some good Islamic literature which has been endorsed by our authentic ulama kiram in this way we will be able to then progress tremendously otherwise whatever we will earn we will get drained out so this is the very important aspect that we need to now plan how we are going to use the time correctly and how we are going to avoid those things that waste our time otherwise the month of Ramadan will come and go what we will gain out of it is the big question Previously, the, all, the great personalities, when the month of Ramadan came, they were in a different fervor. And they would engage themselves in such a way that it's like a person like digging for gold. And he knows it's right there. He's going to get it just now. He'll spend day and night feverishly digging, not even concerned much about other things, about even his some important things all that will be postponed his food and drink and all that will be minimized to whatever extent necessary the time in all that will be minimized and he will be spending all his time possible in digging for this gold so just as that person digging for this gold he will do whatever is necessary to try and get there and he will not allow anything to distract him likewise we need to start planning ourselves that we need to get to this objective that we want, the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, the blessings and the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. So this is not going to be happening just in a haphazard manner. We are going to have to apply ourselves. We are going to have to dedicate our time in a correct manner. Then inshallah with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, we will see how this will become possible. So while we are making various arrangements in order to save time, the very important thing is that that time then must not get wasted one is in all the social media it gets wasted the other is a good amount of the time of Ramadan gets wasted in futile things and so called Eid preparations one is the necessary preparations of Eid which now to feed one's family etc that all happens a day or two, three, four days before all the necessary things are sorted out and that happens in the last day, two days 
But the whole month goes away in so-called Eid shopping and all kinds of other things for Eid, whereas that Eid in reality is for the person who has spent Ramadan correctly. So the one hand, that resolution that we are not going to be involving ourselves in any media, any and every media, we just shut it all off, Akhirat media only. And the second thing, and this Akhirat media, sometimes some people say, well, I'm listening to all this talk show and whatever else, there's also Deen. What is the talk show all about? The talk show is all about everybody's opinions. Each person is calling in, this is what I feel, this is what I feel, and everybody, somebody is saying something totally offline, somebody else is saying something which is sometimes bordering on kufr too, and now everybody's opinions is sitting and listening to it, this is Deen now. So, that's not going to take us anywhere we need to now concentrate on what's going to be of benefit for us. So one is that we shut all these kind of media off. The second thing is, that whatever preparations we want to make for Eid, let us fix it that that will be finished off by the 28th of Shaban, not even the 29th. The 28th of Shaban. Because if you leave it for the 29th, it will become the 5th of Ramadan. So by the 28th of Shaban, all that must be done and curtailed, finished. Whatever we needed to sow something, we needed to do something, whatever. Obviously all within the limits of Shariat and Deen. But that is all something to be completed by the 29th, 28th of Shaban. So we are done and then program ourselves and plan ourselves how we are going to use the time correctly in the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Then, inshallah, we will see what a tremendous change this will bring in our lives. There is mujahada involved in all this, obviously. Nothing is gained without mujahada. Nothing is gained without sacrifice. We sacrifice for our comforts of dunya. We sacrifice in order to gain some kind of material things. The akhirat is not so cheap. The akhirat is not going to come just by wishful thinking. You're going to have to make some effort for it. We are going to make some sacrifices for it. But these sacrifices are greatly beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves this. And when a person makes these sacrifices for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala opens out the doors of Rahmat for him and shows him with tremendous bounties and blessings. So therefore, we need to go ahead in this regard, make this timetable out, write down these resolutions. Write down these resolutions that come the month of Ramadan, I am not going to be touching any media of any sort. And obviously all kinds of chatting and so on, this is totally out of the question. And this must become the launching pad for the time after Ramadan as well. That then our lives continue like we were trying to be in Ramadan. So inshallah with this little bit of effort, little bit of sacrifice in this way, we will see what a change this will bring to us and how inshallah this will take us positively forward. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala accept one and all. Allah Ta'ala make it possible for each one to attain the maximum in the month of Ramadan and may the month of Ramadan become a means of a complete revolution, a positive revolution in our lives. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير 
ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله